even with the songs that we sing, the scriptures that we read, the conviction that we have as to who God is and who Jesus is. It's amazing how easily we forget. From the scriptures, from Genesis on down through Revelation, all we have is a history. First and foremost, of who God is, of his love for man, and of his faithfulness to his word. But second is that history of man lacking conviction to follow his God, trusting him, to see him through the trials and the tribulations. So easy to get caught up in them. We all have at one time or another get involved with the trials and the tribulations that we forget what we sown. I know in whom I believed. And I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. And then I ask why. Why God? Why is this going on? The scriptures clearly tell me God has already revealed it to me in his word. Man is born of a woman of a few days and full of trouble. But I don't like the trouble. It's uncomfortable. Do not like the attacks. They're unpleasant. Hard not got to It's hard not to get caught up in chasing the rabbits here and there. Follow this one, then another one takes off, and then another one takes off. And I want to right all the wrongs. And I forget. And I forget. God already knows not only what I am going through, but he also knows how I'm going to come through it And what lies ahead? So why do I not trust him? The songs that we sung, in essence, stand on one side of the scriptures that were given for the reading this evening out of 2 Corinthians 4, 7 through 15. If you can get the songs down, then the passage, the passages that are given there are not going to have the consequences that Satan wants. We take the time to continue to read his word. But it's not just the reading. There have been those who have been known to have 
read God's Word. It is said that Khrushchev memorized the Bible, or good portions of the Bible, could quote it. Does not mean he understood any of its message. And we can do that. Do we not do that at times? Do we not read the scriptures and not fully grasp the message that is being brought out? I can go through the trials and the tribulations. And I need to be reminded at times. There in the reading in 2 Corinthians 4 down at verse 8. Hard pressed on every side. Yet not crushed. Do I understand that? Do I understand what God is saying? What God is giving to me? He says I'm telling you up front. Here is what's going to happen in your life. But I'm also telling you up front. Here is the source of power that you have to deal with what you're going to face. And I'm telling you up front that here is the end result of your faithfulness to me, heaven. But I am telling you, there are going to be trials, there are going to be tribulations, there are going to be setbacks, there are going to be moments of disappointments, discouragement, hard pressed, but I'm not crushed. Sometimes I get crushed before I realize what happened. I forget. Thinking about the video last Sunday, uh, Wednesday night. The difference in the reading of the 23rd th- Psalm. One by an orator and one by an older gentleman. One knew the psalm. The other one knew the shepherd. And you know, there's a world of difference between the two. There's a world of difference between the two. And the question will always be, do you know the shepherd? Oh, I know Jesus is a good shepherd. Oh, I know he laid down his life for us. I understand all of that, but do I really know the shepherd? And do I know of his love for me? I have not been around sheep that much. I've seen them here and there. To me, they all look alike. I look at the goats over there in the goat farm. Now, there's little differences in some of those, they, different shades and so forth. But when you've got the sheep, the white sheep, I mean, they all, all they all look alike. And then I'm reminded that the shepherd knows the sheep by name. And not only does a shepherd know the sheep by name, he knows when one is missing and which one it is. And he's willing to leave the 90 and the 9 and to go look for that one, to search for it and to find it. And that's great. But the latter part is is greater. When he finds that lost sheep, he lays it across his shoulder and he comes back rejoicing. My sheep which was lost is now found. Rejoice. 
That's me. Is that you as well? Is that such a relationship that you have with God? That there is rejoicing in who you are. When the pressures of life, as we seem to call them, when the pressure cooker is heated up and it's boiling, have I forgotten? As long as, I, as long as I'm in the arms of the shepherd, I will not ever be crushed. It will not happen. Do I trust him that much? Oftentimes I'm in the distress, go through the fire. Sometimes it's not until after the fire is gone and in the past that you realize... Or think about, how did I get through that? You know. You know how you got through it. Leaning on the everlasting arms of Jesus. You know how you got through it. Safe in the arms of Jesus. It's where the safety is. Doesn't remove the obstacles. It doesn't remove the persecution. That's what we have as we live in this life. That's what we see in the physical life. The physical life is simply a reminder to us what we have spiritually. We see in the physical life, life is never what we thought it was. Talked to an individual just recently, talked about how many accidents they've seen on the road just today. No guarantees of anything that's going to happen. Is that what we look at, though? And do we fail to see safety? In the arms of Jesus. I'm going through this life, but he's with me. I may have all the latest, and I do not have all the latest safety gadgets on my vehicle. Because it's an older vehicle. But you have all those safety gadgets on there. Everything to protect you. Hit your brake before you hit somebody in front of you. I mean, automatically does a lot of things. No, I think, I don't know how many people are looking forward to the driverless cars. Just get in the car, program where you want to go, and it takes you there. I don't have to worry about it. I don't have all those features. But I do know that the shepherd knows where I am each step that I take. Doesn't remove the difficulties, doesn't remove the problems, but he knows where I am. Cautious at times to say when had a bad accident and say, well, God sure was with us. Because what is that saying about the one who did not survive? Well, God left them alone. Did he? What if it was a faithful child of God? But time to go home. Did God abandon him? From our point of view, we might want to say yes, but can I? God is with me each step that I take, each pain that I go through, each battle that I fight. He sees me through death into eternity, safe in the arms of Jesus. 
Do you really know in whom you have believed? Are you fully persuaded that he is able to keep you? To understand, going back to verse 7, if you will, for the, of the reading, we have a treasure in earthen vessels. Do I understand what he's saying there? Do I understand that the treasure is not the earthen vessel? That's what I want to do so many. I want to make me the treasure. I'm the treasure in the eyes of God. I'm the earthen vessel. And there's a treasure that abides within me. His word. That's the treasure that abides in me. And if it abides in me, you find that you cannot keep it in you. It has to be shared. It has to be seen. That city that's set on a hill that cannot be hidden. The world watches and observes it. And every once in a while we need those scriptural reminders to help us put things in perspective again. Again, you take a city set on the hill. And you've heard me say before, I promise you, that you cannot see very far into the darkness when you are in the light. You cannot see very far into that darkness. But those that are in the darkness can see that city miles and miles away. Some of you have flown. Some of you won't get in an airplane. Some of you are getting an airplane and you won't put your full weight down on it because you just don't trust it. You get in an airplane and you get up 35,000 feet dry, uh, flying at night. Promise you, you can see cities a great distance away. I've done that and I marvel at what, what you see. I've flown from the east to the west at night and it's interesting you, you fly and you get to the Rocky Mountains and you see city after city after city and then it stops and then you see the Rocky Mountains or you know that's where they're at and you get on the other side of the Rocky Mountains and you see more cities then you see a lot more darkness <laughs> to me it's saying those who got to the Rocky Mountains said that's it this is where we're staying. Those who crossed over and said, I'm not going any farther. I'm going to settle down here. But somebody finally made it out to California. Do I see that vision in my life? Do I understand that the vessel is clay. The treasure is God's word. And that's what dwells in me. Then he goes on as you said in seven to go in what we've looked at before in the auditorium class on Sunday morning. Trying to catch that glimpse of some things that happen. But reminding us through them all, God is always there. And God has not abandoned us. And he never allows us to be crushed. 
Satan wants to crush us. And if we take our eyes off of where we need to be, we can be crushed. They can be disappointing. You read the scriptures and, I don't know, I read about Demas, described as a fellow servant with Paul. Having loved this present world, has forsaken me, Paul said. Hmm. Having loved this present world, be honest. There is glitter out there, is there not? There are opportunities that really say just, just a little bit more. You work for a company and they tell you just a little bit more. You know, if you just put in a few more hours, if you just try this a little bit harder, you can be top salesman of the company. Wow. Known individuals who have worked for companies and never took a day off because they always felt that the company could not survive without them. You ever know anybody like that? They're not going to make it without me. And guess what? Person dies. Company goes on. They just find somebody else to fill that slot. And they go on. There is glitter out there. It is tempting. We walk in the flesh. But we're reminded we're to walk by the Spirit. And not by the flesh. The flesh is going to perish. You find that out. We do as in the physical body. You start with the youngest one, you move on up. And I seriously doubt that Steve has the same desires that Mitch has. Sorry, Mitch. <laughs> His head went down on me. But I'm just saying we change. And the desires change. We ought to see that. And spiritually we move on. The longer you live in Christ, the dearer he becomes. And the longer you're in Christ, it, this, this, this is not a book. This is life. This is treasure that cherishes this is guidance that gives help, gives direction, helps me when I, when I stumble. And as adults, we, we do not like that. I've done it a time or two. You walk outside and you trip and you fall flat down on your face. And what do you do? You pop up and you look around and hope nobody saw you. But I always found there's always somebody out there in the yard somewhere <laughs> that has seen it. What were you doing the other day when I saw you flat on your back? Oh, hush up. We don't like that. Perplexed, overwhelmed, but not discouraged. God is still there. He has not abandoned us. And what he's saying here in the second letters of that Corinthians, 
is trying to remind us as Christians, do you understand what God has given to you? We looked this morning in the auditorium classes, down around verse 17, this light affliction, which is but for a moment. Go back and look at Hebrews eleven thirty-five through the, rain, the remainder of the chapter. Do you call that light affliction being sawn in two, killed with a sword, fed to the wild beasts, wandering about in the desert, having no place to lay your head, the world wasn't worthy of you? Is that light affliction? Dying in, of the thirst and whatever else may have been out there? Light affliction producing in us the eternal weight of glory. This world isn't home. What goes on in this world reminds me constantly, this world is not home. They simply do not think as God thinks. There's this no comparison. And I prefer to think, as Paul would tell the Philippians, chapter 4 and verse 8, the things that are just, audible, a good report, a virtue and praise, anything praiseworthy, let your mind dwell on these things. You think about those. I can look at a loving Savior who gave his life for me. But do I see the depths of his heart? Do I see the depths of his heart? Do I see and understand how he considered his coming and his dying for me? Look on the good things, what we have. It's a struggle. We're human beings. We make mistakes. We fall short. God in his grace and mercy allows us opportunity to change, to repent. To go on in his service and to have that blessed assurance that when sins are repented of, God remembers them no more. Oh, what a blessing that is. I struggle with it. I don't know about you. I shouldn't have said that. There was probably a better way I could have said that. I believe it was taken the wrong way. Maybe I could have done something different. Maybe I could have done something more. And you can go through a whole list of maybes, could have, might have been, should have. But God's grace and his mercy. I've fallen short. God forgive me. God help me to grow. And God help me to trust you. Why is it so hard? Why is it so hard to trust him? He gave his all for you. Why is it so hard to trust him? That he will walk with you each step of the way. Can you do what you're going to sing? Have you sing that invitation song? Can you sing that from your heart? 
Do you mean it with your soul's being? Where he leads, I will follow. Doesn't matter where. Where he leads, I will follow. Do you mean that? What if it means separation from family? What if it means moving to some new location? What if it means a host of things you haven't even conceived of yet? Do you honestly believe that wherever he leads, you can follow? And in following, you will always, always find a blessing in being the servant of God. Where is your life this evening? Is it where God would have it to be? Is there a need to make a change in your life? That we can assist you, that we can help you in that decision. Indeed, we would bid you to come as together we stand and sing.